Let's get going. Today's daf is daf tzadi, page ninety in the Hilgim Mesechas Gittin, and we pick up to the bottom of Peites Amud Beis. We're up to Yotza Aleha Koyl Mize Umize. All right, Yotza Aleha Koyl Mize Umize. Two lines from the bottom of Peites Amud Beis. Yeah, we have the place cover. Here we go. Last little snippet of Heilige Gemara before the Mishnah. Let's say there's rumors that this woman is married to two men. Not that she's married to two men, but first you hear a rumor, everybody's like, oh, you know, Rachel married Ruvain. Psh, mamish. And then there's a rumor going around, no, 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 Rachel didn't marry Ruvain, Rachel married Shimon. So there's rumors going around that she's married, but we don't know to who, because there's a rumor about one about Ruvain, and there's rumors about Shimon. So Mao, what's the halacha about giving consideration to these rumors? Amar Papa, Afzu, in this case as well, Megari Shrishain, Vinaisei Sheni. The way it works is like this. You follow the order of the rumor. Whichever rumor came first, that's the one we need to deal with. Whichever name came first, and once we deal with that, then we move on to the second one. Hence, if first information went out that she's married to Reuven, and then there's rumor that she's married to Shimon, we say like this, in order for Shimon to be allowed to marry her, we have to first remove the rumor of her being married to Reuven, and he's got to give her a get, and then she can marry Shimon. She is mutter to either one, we don't need to worry about a specific order. And this is Taka the Halacha. The Halacha is, she's, as she should get a divorce from either one, and then be mutter to the other. Okay, that wraps up yesterday's sugya. And now we have a brand new Mishnah. This Mishnah and its topic is going to take us to the end of the parak. And today's Daf, Daf Tzadi, is a crucial Crucial wrap-up of a very important aside when it comes to Gittin, which is when should a couple or specifically a husband know that it's time for the D word? How should we know when it's time for a divorce to take place? Zok the Mishnah. Beishamah Yaymer. Beishamah says, the only time there's grounds for divorce is if the husband finds in her arayas, immorality. Shinemar, as it says, when it comes to talking about getting, the Torah mentions ervas davar, immorality. But Bisol says, Afilu even if she burns his chalant. That's grounds for divorce. Now you might say, Beis Hillel, what do you mean? What do you mean if she burns his chalant? So the Mepharshim explained in a beautiful way. Avada, you know, there's a, there's a joke that there was a firefighter that came to school to teach fire safety. And they asked the kids in the class, what does it mean when... You hear the smoke alarm at home. So one kid raises his hand and he said, it means dinner's ready. Dinner's ready, all right? T- time for dinner. 
So, what does it mean? Everybody burns their dinner. What does Beis Hill mean? So, I saw, I forgot, I forgot which other one I saw this from. Not that she burns the food. The Vard is, she burned his food, which means if you're married to a person who's so selfish that if they burn dinner, they take the good parts for themselves and they give the they give their spouse the burnt offerings, that's a sign of selfishness and uh, such a self-centered person, there's consideration for divorce as well. Shinamar, as it says, says, even if he finds somebody who's more beautiful than her, she no longer finds favor in his eyes. That's also grounds for divorce. Okay, so let's go through this. Who said the only time there's who says that there's even grounds for divorce when she's selfish for burning and, and you know gives him the bad part, takes the good part, as opposed to Beishamai, who says only if there's a, a, a dinei arayas here. Like it already says davar, which means anything that a woman brings with bad, it's a bad matter. She has bad midas, it's grounds for divorce. So why does it need to be arayas? responded, It says arayas. What are you going to do with that? ervas, If would have said ervas without saying davar, I would say that if there's immorality involved, then you divorce. Misham davar say, but just having bad midas, that's not room for divorce. The therefore it says davar. Therefore it says the matter. What does it mean, the matter? To tell me that even if she shows very selfish midas, vilu namar davar, vlay namar ervas, I would have said, misham davar tinasi lacher, that if she's divorced because of her, uh, let's call it a bad me, a bad midas or selfishness, so she could still marry somebody else. She leaves this husband, goes to that husband. However, uh, but let's say a woman gets divorced due to immorality. I would say she's forbidden to ever marry another guy. If a husband divorces his wife because she's being immoral with other men, she's being loose, maybe I would say she's mamish usher to ever remarry. Therefore it says ervas, which means that even if she's divorced because of immorality, she can still be married to somebody else. And what about Bishamai? Bishamai says that the only time you, there's there's room for divorce is when it comes to morality. What is the word davar? From the word davar, it seems to imply any lack of midas when she's selfish it's grounds for divorce so we say Beishamai it says straight in the Torah there's room for divorce when you you find immorality in the spouse however how do you know how does Be, what's Beishamai going to use the word Dover for according to Beishamai you should not get divorced on those grounds it says Dover over here by divorce and it also says by testimony, what does that mean? Just like there's two Adam when it comes to Edus, or when it comes to any general testimony, finances, and whatever. So too, um, the uh, immorality, the adultery over here, is only if there are witnesses. What does that mean? Beishamai holds 
You know what I learned out from the word ervas dover? Ervas dover means there's room for divorce if you find erva, if you find immorality with dover. What do you mean with dover? With witnesses. If a husband does not have witnesses that his wife was immoral with other people, so then it's not grounds for divorce. How do I know that? The word dover. That's a Beisham I learned the word dover. Ubeisil. And according to Beis Hillel, who already used the word davar to teach me there's even grounds for divorce by an act of selfishness, by an act of a lack of midas, they'll say no. Miksiv erva bidavar. Does it say in the Pasuk, you find in her immorality with witnesses? No, that's not what it says. It's two separate things. And therefore it's letting me two times, two different scenarios where there's grounds for divorce. A, immorality. Be selfishness, lack of meekness. What about Beishamai, who says again that you only divorce for immorality? They say no, Ervas Dabar goes together. Ah, it doesn't say Erva Bidavar. Okay, but it doesn't say Ay, it doesn't separate it either. Beisillo is going to respond. Okay, which is Mashma either way. Bottom line is Beishamai is sticking to his guns. We'll call it their guns. That the way they're dashing the Pasuk and the Torah of when you should get divorced is strictly by cases of immorality. Basilo sticking to their guns that it's grounds for divorce even when there's a lack of midas and selfishness. Anything that's that's wrong and inappropriate. And the machlaikas is the dispute is based upon um, the dispute is based upon how you're gonna darshan the words Ervas Dabr. Okay. Period. End of that explanation of the mission. Rabbi Akiva Aimer. Rabbi Akiva says, Rabbi Akiva is much further away from Bishabi's Pil. Rabbi Akiva says, you could even, there's even grounds for divorce if you find a woman more beautiful than your wife. What does that mean? What's Rabbi Akiva coming to tell me? So listen to this. Halfway down in Daftadi Amar Aleph, for those just joining us. Here we go. The Michael Mifagi, what's the Machlaikas about? Kidresh Bidresh Lakish, the Yamaresh Lakish, Kimishameish Bidalid Lishainais. The word ki can be translated in four different ways. How do you translate the word ki in Hebrew? Ki, as opposed to Yiddish, ki in Yiddish is a cow. Yeah? Ki, Yiddish is a cow. But key in Hebrew is four different translations. Number one is e, if. Sometimes the word key means if. Doma. Sometimes the word key means maybe or perhaps. Sometimes it means ella, but. And sometimes key means deha because of. Okay? So if, maybe perhaps, but or because of. Okay. So. Where does the word, before we get into this, notice the verse describing divorce says, Ki matzaba ervas dover. The word ki, he finds in her immorality of a matter. So it's like the Gemara. Beishamai Savri, Beishamai says, and he doesn't find favor in his eyes. Ki matzaba ervas dover, to have matzaba ervas dover, means because he found Arias, therefore there's grounds for divorce. Only if there's immorality that's causing the lack of liking is there grounds for divorce. Rabbi Kiva Zavar, Ki Matzvah Ervaz Davar means E, if, Nami Matzvah Ervaz Davar. 
if he found in her an Erba's Dabar, that's also a reason for divorce. But it doesn't have to be the sole reason for divorce. You can have many other reasons for divorce, says Rabbi Akiva, and it doesn't need to be limited to selfishness, doesn't need to be limited to immorality. Okay. Amar lay Rav Papa Rava, Rav Papa says to Rava, what happens if a husband does not find his wife to be immoral? He does not find his wife to be particularly uh, bad midais. Mahu, what is the halacha if he gave her divorce? You should not say, according to Basil, according to Basil, according to Basil, you don't divorce. I'm sorry, according to Bishamai, you don't divorce your wife unless there's adultery. According to Bishil, you don't divorce your wife unless she's selfish. What happens if a husband divorced his wife without these two things? How do we handle it as, as a community? What do we do? Amar Lay, Rabbi said to him, Midigali Rachmana Gabe Aynis, There's a lacha of somebody rapes, violates a woman. One of the fines on the adulterer is that you're obligated to marry her for the rest of your life. Now, if the woman doesn't want, she could leave at any time. She could walk away. But if a woman wants to be married, this guy's mechoyev. This guy's totally obligated to marry her. Now, why does she want to be married? She says, listen, I'm no longer a virgin. Whatever, For whatever reason she's willing or wants to stay with him, she feels her life will be, she'll be more protected and her life will... Uh, you know, with the responsibilities that uh, Besden's overseeing on her behalf, for whatever reason she wants to stay with him, there's a chiyah for her to stay, for, for him to stay married to her with all responsibilities of a husband, all the attention, affection, appreciation, financial, caring, he's got to completely take care of her. And if he divorces her, the is, he's got to take her back. says the For the rest of his life, we force him to take her back. Over there, the Torah says, And therefore, you must take her back. So what's the halacha by divorce? By divorce, it says, you're only allowed to divorce your wife under certain circumstances. It says, Basilel, immorality or selfishness. What happens if he does divorce her? The Torah doesn't say you have to take her back. And therefore, by divorce, my whatever happens, happens. You have a couple that got divorced under different circumstances. Then immorality or lack of meat, the selfishness, the luck is you're not mechuyev to take her back. The Misharshia said to Rava, If a husband has in his heart to divorce his wife, but she's still living with him, unknowing that he intends to divorce her. Mahu, what is the halacha? Which means like this. Means like this. Spouses. Let's back up. Let's talk business. You have an employer that tells an employee they got one month left on the job. How well do you think that employee is going to work over the next month? If they're a mensch will show up and do what needs to do, needs to get done. Do you expect them to be in wholeheartedly when they know they're fired and they're not welcome to come back in four weeks? You have to be sugar to think so. You got to be nuts. 
Gemara here is asking a fascinating menschlicha tyradika shayla, which is, if you have a couple, the husband in his mind realizes this is a no-go. I'm out. He hasn't told his wife yet, but he's starting to pack his bags. He's got a one-way ticket to Eretz Yisrael, and from there he's going to send his get. He's got this all decided. The wife is clueless that this is going on. So she continues to live with him and take care of him. Mamish, like everything's normal. Mahu, what's the halacha as far as how do we handle this guy? How do we view him? Says Rava, Kari Alei, we call, the Pasuk calls this person, Al Tachresh Arei Echa Ra'a. Don't think about doing bad to your friend. While he lives with you in a trusting way. Which means you're, you're, you're not being nice. It's, a, it's, a, it's against godliness. It's against the tyrant. Can't do that. Can't do that. It's an unfair situation to put someone into. And therefore, you're to let her know. Or create a scenario where she's not going to invest more than you're willing to put into the relationship. Tana we learned in the Brisa, Rav Meir would say, Just like different people enjoy different foods. Just like different people enjoy different foods. So too are there different deis, different mindsets when it comes to We'll call it modesty or a lack of modesty when it comes to women. What does that mean? You find people, a fly lands in their cup. Now, kashrus wise, no problem. Take the fly out and drink it. But you have a person who's sensitive. And they'll refuse to drink it ever again. A bug went near my cup. Not happening. I'm not drinking that cup. <clears throat> and this was the way of Papas Ben Yehuda. He would uh, lock the door in front of his wife, and he, uh, and he would leave the house. Okay. Now, this, is, uh, this was not proper, but this is what he did. This was, he was... Call it. I don't want to give a letters to his problem, but be it as it may, he was over the edge of trying to make sure nobody even looked at his wife, talked to his wife. If he wasn't around, he did. He wanted his wife in isolation. He needed to be there to uh, to protect her. Okay. The Adam. And you have other people. A fly falls into the cup. They say, okay, I'm fine. Pick up the fly, drop it out, drink the cup. And this is the way of a normal person. Yeah? Most husbands let their wives just be. Leave her alone. Leave her alone. And that's the way of regular, regular uh, society. 
And then you have other people. If let's say you have a fly that falls onto their food. It's a serving platter. They will end up eating the fly. Okay. Now how will they eat the fly? So what they'll say is, see sometimes if you have something that you're not allowed to eat that falls into kosher food and you can't find it, so now it becomes bottle. Now, the truth is, if something's a barrier, something's a complete creation, it doesn't become bottle. But, so you're not allowed to eat it. But there's somebody who's like, okay, fly, I don't see it, just go. Zui midas odomra. This is a bad mid. This, this is a, a, a bad person. Sharayas ishta yaitza. He sees his wife go out. Veraisha perua. Loose, immodest. Taiva Bashuk, and she's uh, drawing attention to herself, literally means sewing in the marketplace. She's drawing attention to herself out, uh, uh, out in public. Ufruma Mishneit Sedadeha, and um, she uh, th- doesn't cover parts of her body that, are, that halachically need to be covered. For Adam, and she goes swimming, uh, you know, mixed swimming and things like that. And he do- doesn't care, doesn't care, do- doesn't bother him. So now these are all things that are mamish against halacha. So says the Gemara like this. If you want to know how men are with wives, view it with the same sensitivity that you can grasp when it comes to food. Some people are mamish like finicky. It says, relax, you don't need to be so finicky. Other people, they let their wives be. You're following halacha. I leave you. We're we're fine. Everybody's got their own way, their own approach. Give out, okay. And then there are men who they might even like appreciate that their that their wives are being immodest with uh, with other men and things of that sort. He says that's an adamra. That's uh, that's something that's not good. Says the Gemara in bnei adam. You think any husband would let his wife literally means take a bath? With another man, yeah, she go. She takes a bath where other men are washing their bodies as well, like a like a swimming pool or something of of that sort. So in such a case, there's a there's a mitzvah in a to get divorced. Okay, what happens after she's sent away? So she's going to go and marry another man. Pause. This Gemara is beautiful. You can have somebody who's not, we'll call it, who's immoral with husband number one. It's not working out. They get a divorce. You'd think, maybe Bezdin should never allow her to remarry. She's an immoral woman. Listen to this Gemara. She goes and marries another man. The Torah calls him different. Another man. First of all, we look at the second husband and we say, what's up? You know this woman, at least got divorced because of immorality. What are you doing? Choosing to go marry her. What's your deal? She only left husband number one because of immorality. If the second husband would be smart, 
he would also divorce her. And if he doesn't, Kaivartai shall end up burying him. Shinemar Aiki Yomosa Rishan Akharin Kidai Hu Bemisa. It's better off that he that, that he live a life without sin. Shazah Haishi Rishami Besai, because the first guy was lived a life where you're removing Rishus, Vizah Hichnis Rishalisai Besai. And this fellow is choosing to bring wickedness into his house. Kisone Sholach. Those who are despised are sent away. What does that mean, Rabbi Yehuda Aimer? If there's hatred, then there should be divorce. Says Rashi, what Rabbi Yehuda is saying is, there's grounds for divorce when, for whatever reason, the feelings between husband and wife turn to hatred. Rabbi Yechanan Omar, Sonoy HaMishaleach. Rabbi Yechanan says no. It's the responsibility of the husband that if your wife is not immoral, and your wife is not does not have bad midas. It's you're you're despised by Hakadosh Baruch Hu if you divorce her without a significant reason. I there's hatred. Okay, work on your midas. Why is there hatred? What'd she do? She being immoral as a wife? No. Is she a selfish person? No. She's not a terrible person with terrible midas. And therefore, make it work. Help make it work. One's dealing with Zug Rishon, one's dealing with Zug Shani. Okay? If somebody is on the first marriage, that's where, or however you translate Zug Rishon, if you're on the first marriage, that's where we say we want, we want to compel the husband to hold on to the wife. If it's a Zug Shani, then we don't push as hard. The Yomar Reb Lazar, because Reb Lazar said... A person who divorces his first wife, I feel the Mizbeach married to love the Mois. Even the Mizbeach sheds tears. Chevra, whenever a family falls apart, the Mizbeach sheds tears. I want to pause for a minute and say it doesn't mean that nobody should get divorced. There's a mitzvah to get divorced. Will the Mizbeach shed tears? Yeah. But sometimes the Mizbeach will shed more tears if there's relationships that keep going that are toxic. The Torah put the mitzvah of Gittin in place for a reason. But yes, every time there's a get, there's tears that are shed by the Mizbeach. Shinamar, as it says, And this also you should do. Basua Dima Mizbeach Hashem. There's tears on the on the mizbeach of Hashem, bechiva anaka. There's crying and there's uh, wailing. Mayein oid penaisel mizbeach. He's no longer turning to the to el amincha, no longer turning to the mincha. V'lakachas rotzei miyadchem, or taking with goodwill from your hands. V'amartem, and he's going to say, Alma, why is this happening? Why is the mizbeach? Covered with tears and hesitant to accept our minchas. Al ki Hashem heyid bincha ubein eshes neurecha. It's because of Hakadosh Baruch Hu seeing what's happening between you and the eshes neurecha, the wife of one's younger years, referring to a, a wife of a first marriage. Asher that you have had bogadataba. You've been bogadher. You've 
turned away from her. Vihi chaverta, she was your chaver, she was your your, your friend, the eishes brisecha, and the wife that you made her bris with, and that was something that really was the husband's responsibility to ensure that it uh, to ensure that it uh, gets done. I want to pause before we say the hadron Allah magarish. I want to say something which the mafarshim pick up on, and some of the chesidim. Uh, the Chesidah and pick up on and that is Avada Avada there's times and I don't want to this is not the focus of the Gemara right now but there are times where divorce is important and right and there's a lot of both physical health and mental health a lot of things to take into consideration under uh, across the board it doesn't change the MS of what this Gemara is saying it doesn't change the truth about what this Gemara is saying. And what the Gemara is explaining to us is how relationships work. HaKadosh Baruch Hu took us as Klai Yisrael as his wife. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, we're married to the Rabbi Nishlal. The Rabbi Nishlal took us as Klai Yisrael as his wife. And Zuck the Gemara. The Gemara says that there's going to come a time when the altar of the Mizbeach is mamish covered in tears. And he's gonna, and there's no longer gonna be any any goodwill. Why? Because there's an abandonment. Why is that a taina? I, we didn't act nicely. We as Klal Yisrael didn't act nicely. Why is it a taina? What's the claim? Teretz says the Rebbeinu Shalom says I put up with you. I put up with you as Klal Yisrael. The Rebbeinu Shalom the same way. The Gemara is being stuck very strong about sticking as much as we can with a bris, with a covenant that one makes with a spouse, again, as much as possible, and when it's not possible, or when it gets broken, it's a, th- there's a terrible breach, we have to think about how HaKadosh Baruch Hu relates to us as, as, a, as people and as Klal Yisrael. HaKadosh Baruch Hu says, when I'm in on a relationship, I am in on this a million percent. I'm not giving up on Klal Yisrael. And there could be a time where Klal Yisrael betrays me. There could be a time where Klai Yisrael is not interested to give me the cold shoulder. There could be a time where I, as an individual, I'm not in. But I this, look at these psukim. This is mamish powerful. These psukim say, what is God, what is, how does Hashem work? What does Hashem want us to work? How do we work? Be like the Rabbani Shalom. The same way the Rabbani Shalom says, I'm, I'm, I'm in this. Whatever Temler does, whether he keeps my mitzvahs, doesn't keep my mitzvahs, sometimes yes, sometimes no, slips. Whatever, not in the mood uh, for me right now. But I'm going, <laughs> the Rabbi Shalom says, I'm in this. This is our achrayas as husbands. This is our achrayas to people that we are in committed relationships with as much as humanly possible. Hadron Allah HaMegarish, Uslik Allah Meseches Gitin. Hadron Allah HaMegarish, Uslik Allah Meseches Gitin. Hadron Allah HaMegarish, Uslik Allah Meseches Gitin. Mazel Tov to everybody who finished the Hilige. Meseches Gitin. Bezem tomorrow. Meseches Kedushin. We're picking up with Kedushin tomorrow, Bez Hashem. Mazel tov, mazel tov. Um, We will send out information about uh, Siyum. This one we got to make. No skipping a Siyum on Gitin. We got to, you have to be all in. It'll either be uh, Bez Hashem one evening this week or a, a Sunday. But we'll, we'll try to figure out a time that many of us can, can come together. And uh, we'll, we'll uh, try to uh, create a, a vote that works for everybody. All right. Gitin Acht.